today we're going to be talking about Abraham and Isaac. And if you've been with us for the last couple of weeks, you'll know that we're, like Russ said, in Genesis, in that Abraham had waited and waited to have a son. And God gave him this son named Isaac. And in this text, we're going to talk about how that all came about a little bit. But then also, we're going to see how Abraham's faith was tested. And, you know, I, I can't help but to think of, of when our faith gets tested, that that is when God is, is showing us and working in us and helping us to see his goodness. So today, as we're talking about a man who waited for a long time for a child, you know, Abraham, when he had Isaac, he was, he was well in his years. And I can't imagine being as old as Abraham was, having a child. I mean, it's hard enough at the age of 28 to take care of our kids sometimes. But he was an, an old man who had waited and waited and waited. And, and Scripture never says that he specifically prayed for Isaac, but I would like to think that he prayed in that time of, of waiting for Isaac, that he prayed for him to, to come and that he prayed for God to, to give him this son. Now, Many years later is where we pick this up. And uh, we're going to read Genesis 22 and says, Sometimes later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on the, on the mountaintop that I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He settled his donkey and took two servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for the burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of his journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will go a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham answered. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? And I love Abraham's response here. God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered him in that way. And then they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he told his son, he took his son Isaac, and he laid him on the altar and on the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At the moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. And the angel said, don't lay a hand on the boy. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireen, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use this name as a, as a proverb. 
On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham. He said, This, because you have obeyed me, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. Then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Beersheba, where Abraham continued to live. See, Abraham is a faithful man. Abraham's a man that, he's a guy that said, okay, when I think many of us were said, no way. If God came to us and said, sacrifice and kill your child, I know for me, I'd be like, man, God, no way. Like, we prayed for our kids. We longed to have kids. We sat there and weeped with you, God. We sat there and said, God, give us these children. And Abraham said, man, God, okay. Okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to rely on you. Now, do a little, if doing, a, doing a little research here. Isaac is led to be 18 to 35. So Isaac actually isn't a little kid. Isaac is actually older in his years, and he's a teen, and, and was, he's a full-grown man. And I can't help but think like he had been up on the mountaintop. Because in verse 7 when it says, Lord, he says, hey, Dad, where is... Where's the, the lamb to sacrifice? Like, we have the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb? So he knew what was supposed to happen up there. He knew how it was supposed to happen. And I love Abraham's response. The Lord will provide. And we don't see any other, any other dialogue in there between the two. I can't help to believe that Isaac just said, okay. He's provided before. He'll provide again. So whatever you say, Dad, I trust you and I'm following you. And let's see what the Lord does. See, Abraham made Isaac carry the wood because Abraham was old and Isaac was young. And in there it says there's a three-day journey because on the third day, that's where they stopped. So my mind immediately goes to, well, what were those fireside conversations like in the other nights? Like, hey, Dad, how you doing? You look tired. Hey, Dad, how are your knees holding up? Hey, Dad, what's going on? Because climbing up a mountain is rocky. It's not like smooth sailing, like going back up this aisle. It's rocky, it's hard, it's, it's tough terrain. And I imagine Abraham sitting there going, Son, I'm old. My knees hurt, my back hurts. And son's like, Dad, what's wrong? Because Abraham knew what was going to happen on that mountain. He knew that if the Lord didn't provide a, a lamb or a ram that he would have to kill a son, and he had planned to do so. So if I can get into Abraham's head real quick, I can't help but to imagine the, the push-pull, like, man, Lord, I love my son. You gave him to me, like, you gave him to me, but he's my son. Like, he's mine. I raised him. I'm, I'm teaching him. I'm showing him. I don't want to kill him. So I imagine Abraham kind of being kind of quiet, Kind of quiet in those times. And because it was a three-day journey, that's a long time to have to wrestle with this. 
And it was a three-day journey to get to where they were going. But yet, God told Abraham the, the day before. So Abraham had known this for four days, and yet, he didn't shy away. He was faithful to God in this. He said, all right, God, I'm trusting you. I know that you have a plan for this. Now, the whole town knows when, when you go take a sacrifice, you take a, an animal with you to kill. And he didn't. So in the, in the movie, when Sarah comes out and says, hey, did, did he take a lamb? Like, she knew what was happening. She knew that they went up there, and if he didn't take a lamb, that she knew what it meant. Because like any good husband, husbands were phenomenal at communicating. Can I get an amen to that one? All the women are shaking their heads, no. It's okay. But imagine watching Abraham walk up there with his son and no animal. You're like, man, what's going on with that dude? Like, what's he going to do? And I can't help to imagine the people sitting there asking Sarah, like, are you okay? Like, you seem distressed. But I want to get back more into the text here, okay? So as... As Abraham and Isaac are going up there, and he says, Dad, where's the, the lamb and, and all that? He says, the Lord will provide. And the, the depiction here of Abraham taking his son and, and, and laying him on the altar and grabbing him, I can only imagine that that must have been kind of a, a fight. I can imagine that as as Isaac was getting taken by his dad, that was kind of a fight. Like, I imagine, like, whoa, dad, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you grabbing me? And I imagine him kind of pulling back a little bit. You see, because Isaac knew what was going to happen once again. And Isaac knew that if his dad was grabbing him, that the chances are that he was going to be the sacrifice. As a full-grown man, he was like, Dad, no. But yet, what happens? Abraham gets him up on the altar and lays him there. And as he lays him there, I imagine Isaac sitting there saying, Dad, no. Dad, please stop. What are you doing? And Abraham, being a faithful guy, imagine him saying, I love you. I love you, I'm so sorry, but I have to follow God's commands. For the parents in the room, which as most of us in here, I, I want you to, to go there. Picking your, your son up, putting him on this altar, and saying, God, I trust you, even when it doesn't make sense. God, I trust you because you know what you're doing and I don't. You've blessed me with this son. You've given me this child whom I love deeply and dearly. But God, I'm going to give him back to you because I want to be faithful to you. Because I'm going to trust you. I'm going to obey you. See, in our lives, it's not always easy to trust and obey. It's not always easy to sit there and say, okay, God, you told me to go do this, I'll do it. Okay, God, do you want me to to lay this down at your throne, at the foot of your throne, at the foot of your cross, Jesus? Okay. Many times we say, no way. 
You see, the sermon is called, What's Your Isaac? Because today I want to get at, what do you need to lay down on that altar? What is God calling you to put down and to give to him in obedience to him and in his faithfulness? When Abraham had bound Isaac up, and we had him on the altar, imagine the tears coming down his face, knowing that it's time. And like that, that film showed, I imagine him covering his son's eyes, tears in his eyes, raising that knife, saying, God, provide. And I imagine him taking that knife, and as he's going down, Abraham! And I just imagine him dropping that knife and dropping to his knees and saying, thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Because he knew when he heard from God, when he heard God speak to him, he knew that on that mountain was when he was going to get blessed. He knew on that mountain was when God's going to show up and provide. He knew on that mountaintop is when God is going to stop everything around him and say, look at what I'm giving you. You have trusted in me. You have obeyed me. You've been faithful to me. And because of that, I love you, and I'm going to bless you. You see, for us, when we climb these mountaintops in our lives to the place where God's calling us to lay stuff down, it's not easy, it's hard. It's hard. It's difficult, and oftentimes it's uncomfortable. But when we are faithful to his words, to understanding him and who he is, when we sit there and say, all right, God, it doesn't make sense to me, but I'm giving this to you. You're telling me to go and to do these things, so here I am. And it's in those hard times to where we're sore, we're tired, we're beaten up, we're battered, we're bruised, that God blesses us because of our faithfulness to him. And as Abraham sat there with that knife in his hand, as he dropped it down, I can't help but to imagine the tears flowing down his face. And Isaac's sitting there bound up saying, what is going on, Dad? Why am I still here? What are you doing? You see, in all of our lives, there's an Isaac. In all of our lives, there's something that we need to lay down. And for some of us, it may be greed. For some of us, it may be selfishness. For some of us, it may be some hidden sins that we don't want anybody to know about. But no matter what it is, we all have it. We all have it. And we all have a time to where God says, lay it down. Come to me and lay it down. You see, in the, in the scripture, it says that the mountain is called the Lord will provide. And as we lay down our stuff and our sins and our baggage and our hurts, the Lord will provide something new, something that's going to bless us, something, that's gonna, something else that's going to help us. See, Abraham went up there not knowing that God was going to bless him with descendants that will outnumber the stars. Abraham didn't know that God was going to bless him and, and show him his faithfulness. 
He probably hoped for it, but he didn't know. And when he says, Lord will provide, I imagine that that's his heart cry, saying, Lord, do you provide? Please, Father, provide. Please, Father, guide. Please, Father, do your work. For us in the room today, the Lord wants to provide for us. The Lord wants to show his faithfulness for us. The Lord wants to reveal himself for us. But like Abraham, it takes us to take that step and say, all right, God, I'm going out, I'm taking that that step of faith, and I'm watching what you're going to do here. Because Abraham could have said no when God told him to take your son to sacrifice. He could have said, nah, God, I I know better. I know i got to take a lamb. Like, that's what you do. Take an animal with you. And he could have done it, but he didn't. See, because Abraham was faithful in the little things. He said, okay, God, you tell me to do this. I'm going to take that step of faith. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to see what you do here. And in doing that, God provided something amazing. Through the heartache, through the, the wrestling, God provided something amazing for him. A sacrifice to take the place of his son. And I can't help but to draw the resemblance between God taking his one and only son and putting him on this earth to die and sacrificing him so that we may live. I can't help but to think that this is God foretelling of what's going to happen in the future. That God has given us a visual representation of like, hey, this is Abraham and Isaac, but I'm going to do it. It's like, for I'm actually going to kill my son, and I'm going to let him die so you all may live. Because I love you, and I care about you. And when that happened, see, God provided that lamb named Jesus for us to live. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus was that that lamb that was on the altar that got slaughtered so we may live. And while Isaac, Isaac didn't die because God knew what he had to do. Today I ask you again, what is your Isaac that you need to lay down? What is your Isaac that God's calling you to drop? And how can you allow for God to speak into that situation? How can you allow for God to to come in there and to bless you? How can you allow for God to, to walk into that situation in your life and say, Thank you. You've been faithful to me. Like the angel said, I know that you fear God. Because you have not withheld your only son. You have not withheld your most prized possession. As a father, we, we love our children. And, and that is, for some of us, like our, I won't say prized possession, but that's our, our thing that we cling to. That's our, our children are the ones that are like, hey man, I don't care if you take away everything else, just not my kids. Not my family. Not my wife. 
See, I can't also, I also wonder if at this time Abraham had a little, little thing in his, a little thorn in his side per se called Isaac who got between him and God. Let's be real here, okay? As parents, sometimes we can put our kids before us, which is okay. But sometimes we put our, our kids as sports before our God. You see, we'll miss church for sporting events. We'll compromise sometimes our time with our spouses for our kids' sporting events. And I wonder if that's what was happening here with Abraham and Isaac. If Abraham was looking at Isaac and saying, all right, God, like I know you want me to do these things, but man, my son needs me and he's doing all these things. He's out there kicking rocks again. Like, I don't know what they did back then. They didn't have basketballs or footballs, right, Russ? So maybe they threw stones in the air and they had a little, I don't know, play basketball with stones. Who knows? But I can't help but to think that maybe Isaac took place of God in some points in Abraham's life. And that maybe that's why God was asking him to sacrifice him. That maybe that still is in play today with some of us. That we, we make our kids our God. And that can be hard and difficult. Because we want our kids to have everything, right? We want our kids to be happy, to feel loved. So I wonder if that's why God called him to sacrifice his son. I wonder if that's why Abraham's faithfulness got tested. See, because God knew the outcome no matter what. God already knew it. But I wonder if he wanted to see how Abraham would react. For us today, God knows if we're going to lay down our Isaacs. God knows if we're going to give it up to him. He knows if we're going to hold it with a, with a tight hand or if we're going to just say, all right, God, here it is. Take it all. I don't want it anymore. He already knows. But he's given us the opportunity to walk in obedience, to walk in the faithfulness that he provides. Abraham trusted God as his father. Abraham trusted him and said, God, you know better than I do. Jesus, in his final days, trusted his father. Lord, your will be done. Isaac trusted his father. The Lord will provide. Will you trust your father? Will you trust your father to, let, to give him everything you have? Your whole life, every nook and cranny, even that deep, dark closet that no one sees, will you allow for him to come into those areas? You see, Abraham didn't go out and find a ram to kill it. He let God provide. Even when it hurt, even when it didn't make sense, even when he thought he may have known better, he had faith in God, and he said, here's my Isaac. 
May your will be done, Father. So I ask you one last time. What's your Isaac? What do you need to give up to God today? What is the thing that you're holding on to? That you say, God, no. You can't speak into this. You can't take this. It's mine. What's that thing in your life that you keep pushing God out of the driver's seat and you're nudging him out of the way? What's that thing that you're taking hold of instead of letting God take hold of? Allow him to take it today. At the end of the service where we pray our partners on the side, I pray that you come up to them and you talk with them. I pray that you surrender it to God today. That you lay down your Isaac on that altar and you say, Lord, you provide as you do. And he will. He'll be faithful to provide a way out of every sin. He'll be faithful to provide a way out of every situation. He'll be faithful. He'll be faithful to make your heart whole. He'll be faithful to guide you and to walk with you and to love you through it all. So as I pray, as we end, I pray that you lay down your Isaac. I'm going to give you time now to lay down your Isaac. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you for how you speak. Lord, as we're wrestling with what is our Isaac, what's the thing that we need to lay down? Father, I pray that you reveal that to us, God, that you reveal the thing that is in the way of you. That, Father, we sit back and we say, God, you take this because I don't want it anymore. That, God, we lay down as a sacrifice and say, Father, I give this to you because you know better and you know best. That, Lord, when we give it to you, that, Father, you work and that you bless us through that. So, Father, in these next moments, Lord, we give our Isaacs to you. We lay down our things at the altar, at the foot of your cross, Jesus. Father, we give these all to you. Knowing that you are more powerful, knowing that you are stronger, Lord, knowing that you are far above everything else. So, Lord, we give these to you, knowing that you have a plan for them. And, Lord, as you work in our lives, Lord, may you find us faithful like Abraham. May you find that same faithfulness, Lord. That when our faith gets tested, that, Lord, we rely on you, and then we let you provide. Lord, provide for our every need. Lord, we thank you for how you've provided this far in our lives. May you continue to provide for us. So, God, we thank you. We praise you, and, Lord, we love you. Amen.